Welcome to a special edition of the Innovation Agenda with the California Technology Council, where we take a close look at the relationship between government and the climate that supports innovation and entrepreneurship. Now we turn to our host in our Northern California headquarters, Matt Gardner, founder of the California Technology Council. Thanks for that, Rachel, and thanks as always to Scott Horwath for the music in the background. Our episode of Innovation Agenda today is brought to you by AT&T. Our friends at AT&T are, of course, leaders in California and have been uh, partners in innovation and communications for many, many years. For more information, visit about.att.com innovation. Just before we turn our attention to today's conversation with Liz Hyman from CompTIA, we have a couple of words about our upcoming Clean Acres conference and first pitch. Here's Michael Pakalek. Hi, this is Michael Packlock, Director of Clean Acres for the California Technology Council. Do your buildings cost too much to operate? Are you committed to making capital improvements but not sure where to start? Join us at the 18th Annual Clean Acres Conference. We'll convene with energy efficiency, building controls, and project experts, as well as project finance, venture capital, and alternative finance professionals you need to get these projects done. Learn more at californiatechnology.org slash cleanacres. Thanks, Michael. We'll have more for you about Clean Acres in episodes ahead, including a conversation with one of our keynote speakers, James Connaughton, the CEO of a startup called Nautilus Data Technologies. Uh, Mr. Connaughton was also previously chairman of the White House Council on Environmental Quality and director of the White House Office of Environmental Policy. Speaking of the White House, our episode today is a conversation with Liz Hyman, the executive vice president of advocacy for CompTIA, as we look at the initial actions of the Trump administration on H-1B visas. Here's our conversation with Liz. So we're with Liz Hyman, the Executive Vice President of Advocacy at CompTIA. Liz, we, uh, as a group of organizations, the California Technology Council, CompTIA, and our sisters all over the country, weighed in earlier in the year when the Trump administration came out on the refugee issue. And in our case, with the California Technology Council, we chose to deliberately make a comment at that time about waiting for the H-1B issue to come up. Well, now here we are. And so we're much more concerned about how this issue is going to get settled. Can you read into the tea leaves and talk about your perspective about where this might be headed in the new administration? Sure, sure. Hi, everybody. So first of all, I'll just say on the uh, immigration issue in terms of individuals coming in from other significant uh, Middle Eastern countries, we did comment on that, mostly just to put it down a marker about our sense of values, that the tech industry is one that is built on diversity on bringing the best and brightest in from all over the world. And so just as a value statement, it was important to sort of comment on that. And certainly the culture of a lot of you know CEOs speaking out of the industry is representative of that as well. Exactly, exactly. But obviously, as you said, we've all been waiting for the other shoe to drop and for this conversation around H-1B visas. The president has issued the executive order, uh, the Buy America, Hire America executive order, and we're all in the process of sort of trying to figure out exactly what it means because the language is not as precise at this point in time as you know us uh, 
policy wonks would like to see. So, but I think the important thing to understand is that the president, the administration, is focused on trying to bring more jobs to the United States. Fair enough. But when we talk about H-1B visas, I was pointing out earlier to an audience that we just had here in Sacramento, we have almost 7 million tech jobs in the United States. And when we talk about H-1B visas, we're talking about 85,000. So that's less than 2% of the total tech workforce. That's not even taking into account all the tech jobs that are in other sectors. So we just need to bring a little bit of uh, sort of vision to what the, the conversation is about. Now, that said, there's clearly some improvements that we could make to the H-1B visa program to make sure that we are, in fact, bringing in the best and brightest, that they're individuals who are going to innovate and create new products and services so that all of our workers, all of our consumers benefit from these new products and services. So now, obviously, when any presidential administration steps out on an issue like this, you'd like to have some clarity about what rules they're headed toward. And that doesn't seem to be the case here where we're looking for clarity or looking for further information. Uh, and maybe the, one of the biggest problems for everybody in industry will be the unknown unknowns. So where are we in sort of getting these questions answered with the administration? Great question. Part of it, as you yourself have pointed out, Matt, is that the administration is still trying to get key personnel into place um, at the relevant agencies that are going to be opining about these things. So DHS, for example, still needs to put a lot of their political appointees into place. So we at CompTIA often like to look to Congress, frankly, because we know that they've been working on these types of issues for years, and they bring a real subject matter expertise. So we'll be waiting to see when Senator Hatch, for example, drops his I-squared bill, which we anticipate will address many of the things that the executive order is trying to get at, but we'll have the benefit of the subject matter expertise on the Hill, and we'll, uh, you know, hopefully move the ball forward in a productive manner. What about, so on the workforce side of the equation, the H-1B fee revenue actually goes back into training. Uh, so there'd be serious questions there, I would imagine, too, about uh, tech training for displaced American workers yes. and the way that the industry counts on that for retraining. Absolutely. Uh, and, and um, so what's the question there? It, it is a big question. So if the H-1B visa program were to be curtailed in some way, shape, or form, that means less revenue coming in, the fees that you talked about, um, that goes to, uh, to training and uh, even uh, programs like the apprenticeship program that we talked about at the DC fly-in where it's the USA Apprenticeship uh, Act that has intermediary bodies to try to get more people into uh, work-based learning uh, opportunities. A lot of the funding came from the H-1B visa fees. So there really is a significant downstream effect. That's why it's really important to kind of take a moment, take a deep breath, not get too upset about some of the sort of rhetoric that we hear about. Let's pay attention to the details, work with Congress. They understand a lot of the implications on the fee side as well. Uh, let me ask you a related question about the kind of White House sounding board that you have. You'd normally count on the personnel at OSTP on a lot of these issues, and those roles haven't been filled. That's correct. Uh, so what do you anticipate happening there, and um, uh, who are the key voices you listen to uh, in the administration yeah. until that gets filled? So it's still the early days, right? Um, even though we're coming up on 100 days, I think just the level of activity 
that the administration has undertaken has sort of deflected them from putting a lot of the key people in place. Not only that, I think there is a concerted effort on the part of the administration not to fully stop them. They, uh, the president said during the election, and frankly, is, I think, giving some direction to his people now in office, that you know he doesn't want the 3,000 uh, political appointees that he has the opportunity to put in place. Some could argue about the wisdom of that, um, and we'll have to see as they get further down the road, will they kind of rethink the notion of, you know, maybe we do need more of our political appointees in place to help move the, the wheels of government uh, in a way that accomplishes the agenda. So, uh, at this point, uh, in terms of OSTP, I have heard that they're sort of rethinking um, that position, but as to how quickly or broadly that I really couldn't say it. So I'm going to ask you to keep the, the tea leaves lenses on and uh, look ahead at how the H-1B dialogue is going. Uh, what do you see happening as we head into summer and yet another college graduate graduating class and you know kids that are thinking about their jobs and, and that kind of stuff? What do you think is going to happen in this debate? Going well, forward? you know, oftentimes when I'm providing briefings to our friends in the state tech councils, uh, you may recall I talk about what's what's sucking up the oxygen in Washington. And the reason I do that is because even though we think that tech issues are the most important issues out there, they don't always take precedent. So we know, for example, that in the next several weeks, as Congress comes back into session, they're going to be focused on keeping the government open. The budget is about to expire. They're going to have to do a continuing resolution. They're going to have to put in place the uh, FY2017 budget before they even turn to doing the FY2018 budget. The appropriators are now in the process of working on that. And you can see your eyes are glazing over as I start to say all of this, my point being that despite our interest in moving some of these conversations, there are many other issues and precedent that, that may well keep putting these things off. On H-1B visas, though, I do expect that Senator Hatch will introduce his bill in the not-too-distant future. This has been a few minutes with Liz Hyman from CompTIA. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. Thanks again to AT&T for support of the innovation agenda and to Liz Hyman, our guest, as well as to Scott Horwath and Michael Pakalek. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you get your great podcasts. And you can support all of these programs on Patreon at patreon.com slash catechcouncil. We have a few great episodes coming up, including conversations with a number of the fellows of the California Technology Council on the prospects for science in the Trump administration. We'll see you next time. The Innovation Agenda is produced in Northern California by the California Technology Council.